Joining me with his outlook on today's market picture is Kwebus Borghita from Southern Cross Capital. Kwebus, always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, we've got a lot to talk about. Let's just start with the week ahead. It is Monday. Um, a lot's supposed to be happening this week. It is MPC week for us here at home. But also we have um, those FOMC minutes that I meant to come out, which are huge market drivers. What are markets um, hoping to hear? It's always uh, it's always monetary policy nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's start locally. We've got the CPI print coming out a day before uh, before the MPC meeting. Market is expecting a seventy five uh, basis point hike, effectively continuing that sort of tandem tra trajectory with the Fed. You know, just hiking in tandem, and ultimately, uh, uh, given that the Reserve Bank has this inflation mandate and trying to trying to protect us against inflation, hedge us against inflation. Ultimately, we import a lot of that inflation uh, uh, from overseas because we are a net importer of goods and services. And from that perspective, it does make sense because you maintain the carry trade, you keep the real rates relatively attractive, and in that way, you keep the ha a handle on inflation because uh, you protect the currency through that uh, mechanism. So that's broadly the expectation. We'll have more of a view on, on the possible comments and uh, once those uh, um, inflation numbers come out. But of course, uh, the Reserve Bank already has access to those two yeah. days ahead of the broader market. So they already know what they're gonna do. It'll be interesting to see uh, sort of the views they take beyond this term. That is really what the market is going to look out for. Can we expect maybe a, some relief in the form of just a 50% hike at the next meeting, a yeah. 50 basis point hike at the next meeting? That'll be the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Offshore, we've got the FOMC minutes coming out. So that's, uh, I guess that's more relevant, to yeah. be fair. Uh, we, we've already know the, the hike 75 basis points. We already know they indicated not exactly a pivot, but perhaps a softening, a softening of, of this very aggressive stance. We don't get the minutes until weeks later. So what we see being discussed at that meeting, the views of the different uh, governors, uh, constituent governors, uh, ultimately dictates a lot about the ultimate sentiments and the direction things are going to go. Whether or not they believe that the cost of not acting now mm -hmm. is going to be more expensive than the cost of doing too much now. Mm -hmm. That is what the market is looking for. Okay. So uh, you know, the so-called pivot mm -hmm. trade that, that we've all been seeing, the reason that industrials have, have rallied so aggressively this month is that we expect a sort of a softening um, from, from, um, uh, from the Fed. Mm -hmm. And the minutes actually give us a lot more insight than just the pre-prepared press statements that we get um, that coincide with the actual uh, rates announcements. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk also about China because that's driving um, our local economy a bit this um, this, this morning. Um, Corbus, what's happening here is that we were hoping that China would pull back on their restrictive COVID-19 policies, but now we're seeing those numbers soar in China. And so they're also kind of between a rock and a hard place. Um, and our markets are reacting to that, yeah? Yes. Mm. So forgive me, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the city, yeah. but there was a region that <laughs> yeah. was the, the sort of considered the pilot mm. for uh, for a less restrictive po um, COVID policy. They had these less restrictive rules, they had free movement of people, and now there has been a single fatality, the mm. first COVID-related fatality. We don't know whether or not it was an older, young, a, a sick, a sickly or a, or a healthy person. One fatality 
and they've reverted to closing the schools, sure. closing the factories, making people stay at home. So uh, say of that what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not an expert in Chinese politics, mm-hmm. but this sort of behavior, this COVID zero stance and the, and, and the seeming willingness to just switch off the lights the moment, uh, the moment this thing rears its head and not accept it as a sort of ongoing part of life. You know, I'm sure a lot more people have died of car crashes in the last six months than COVID in China. Uh, we're not, we're not locking the highways, mm. but in any case, okay, that's just, that's yeah. just beyond the point. <laughs> the market is spooked by, yeah. by Z's COVID zero policy and, uh, the local, the local governor's seeming willingness to enforce this policy mm. quite aggressively. And that is from the supply side of this equation causing a bit of causing a bit of stress because uh, uh, we saw what happened last time the lockdown there was a scarcity of goods and this also contributed to this inflation from the supply side because we had more more demand seeking seeking goods that were being choked off by uh, by these policies in China mm-hmm. and uh, and now we we look we're staring that threats in the face again and maybe this could push the world into recession a little bit earlier than expected. Sure, I think that's definitely one to keep watching um, that Chinese situation with COVID-19 because, like you said, the rest of the world has kind of accepted COVID-19 as, a, as something that we live with, but they seem to really have a different approach to it. And I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to find out from somebody why they're so risk-averse when it comes to COVID-19, but definitely a story for another day. Let's come home and speak about PPC. Um, they've released um, some numbers today. That Zimbabwe business, Corbus, is it worth them keeping? I'm just considering that hyperinflation effect that it has on the performance. I liked how you described them describing it as sound. It was the most boring set of results, all things considered, uh, on a top line basis. But when you drill down, it is actually quite interesting, you know, they're de-gearing, which is impressive. Mm -hmm. So that's considering considering that they they revenues essentially flat or slightly expanding they managed to contain costs quite aggressively and managed to de-gear and that's and that's given them a bit of support so they're not on the very very weak footing that they were a few years ago when we were talking recapitalization and etc zimbabwe situation is interesting mm-hmm. we need to keep in mind that operationally that business is still going mm-hmm. and there was some scheduled maintenance there funny enough they do say that 80 percent of their counterparts are now paying with foreign, they, they say foreign currency, but what that means is they're either paying with, with rands or dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's happening underlying. And that Zimbabwe business has seen volume growth through this period. Mm-hmm. There is a quirk in the, in the way we report hyperinflationary environment related to uh, IFRS, which means that, you know, including these numbers in your numbers is just going to be a complete mess. Mm-hmm. But assuming Zimbabwe does stabilize, they do seem to have a reasonably healthy business there. But you're absolutely right. Like mm-hmm. from an outsider, looking at that situation what is that business really worth Mm. but to be clear it is a healthy business within Zimbabwe it Mm. is operating there is demand they are they are doing business using other local or foreign currencies um, and uh, and really uh, once the scheduled maintenance uh, is over which I believe it is now Mm -hmm. we'll actually see those margins expanding a little bit there and they've managed to push through some attractive pricing uh, price increases in that in that region as well Mm -hmm. in US dollar terms so it's not it's not the end of the world but you're at like it just it just demonstrates how difficult it makes foreign investment in an hyper, in a hyperinflationary environment all right well we are out of time of and i'm so sad i really want to speak about barlow world and that listing with you but i do hope we can catch up really soon thank you so much for your insights always a pleasure that was Gwabas Borghita from southern cross capital